Hey guys, on this episode of the Accidental Investor Podcast, we are going to talk about how you can get a perfect credit score and what it can do for you. But first of all, I would like to thank everyone who has been listening to this podcast so far and everyone who has reached out. I really appreciate the feedback. Okay, let's get into it. What even is a credit score? You probably hear the term all the time. A credit score is basically a number that represents your credit risk or the likelihood of you paying back a loan. So your credit score basically tells you how good you are at handling your money. Credit scores typically range from 300 to 850 and are calculated using information like your payment history, the amount of debt you have, length of your credit history, and even your income in certain scoring models. A high credit score represents responsible credit behavior, and this makes it easier for you to get loans and financing when you need it. Lenders usually look at your credit score as a way to tell how likely you are to keep making your payments. So as a lender, when I look at a high credit score, I feel safe lending you my money because you in the past have shown that you make your payments in time. Lenders such as banks, credit card companies, or car dealerships use credit scores as a factor when deciding whether to lend you money or not. A good credit score can really go a long way for you. Credit scores are an essential part of your financial health and can help you access better financial tools. If you're looking to get a loan, a higher score can often get you more favorable terms and lower rates of interest, which can lower your payments and help you save a lot of money over time. It also gives you more options since more lenders are willing to loan you money. You can also get better credit cards that give you a lot of benefits such as cash back, travel points, etc. You can even get discounted insurance rates among many other benefits. All that to say, having a good credit score can definitely help you be more efficient with your money and in turn help you achieve your long-term goals. So you should be striving to get as good of a credit score as you possibly can. So let's talk about how you can get a perfect credit score because this would save you thousands of dollars over time. And trust me, it's not very difficult. It's not going to cost you any of your money. It's just going to take some time and discipline. Okay, in order to understand how you can get a good credit score, first you need to understand how the scoring system works. There are many factors that go into calculating someone's credit score, and if you want a perfect score, you have to perform well in all of them. So the first one is your payment history, and this counts for about 35% of your score. This one is pretty self-explanatory, and in order to do well in this department, you just have to make sure you don't miss any of your payments. This means your credit card bills, phone bills, utilities, etc. Your credit card bills only affect your credit score when you don't make the minimum payment. And usually, your minimum payment is a very small amount. And it could be anywhere from $10 to $50. So you can, at the very least, try to make the minimum payments. One way to never miss any of these payments is by setting up pre-authorized payments and automating this entire process. This is something I recommend to everyone. Automate your bills. You need to make a list of every single bill you pay every month and set up pre-authorized payments for all of them. You can even call your bank and get your credit card bills automated. So they just take the money out of your account at the end of every cycle. This will save you a lot of time 
it will keep you on track with your payments and keep your credit score in check. The second factor is credit utilization. And this counts for about 30% of your score. This is just a way for credit bureaus to see that you're not going crazy with your credit cards and just maxing them out. Ideally, you don't want to use more than 30% of your credit limit. For example, if you have a $1,000 credit limit and use $500, and at the end of the cycle, you make your minimum payment, your credit utilization is about 50%. And the credit bureaus don't love that. But let's say you were to pay off the entire $500, that would mean your credit utilization is 0%. So if you try and not borrow more than you can afford, this is a pretty easy one to keep in check. One other way of keeping your credit utilization low is by having multiple credit cards or asking for a credit limit increase every 6 to 12 months, which will bring down your utilization since you have more credit available to you. But remember, don't think of it as having more money to spend because that's a slippery slope. Ideally, you don't ever want to borrow more than you can afford. But if you can, always pay off your credit card bills in full before the end of your cycle. The third factor is the length of your credit history. This counts for about 15% of your score and is based on the average length of your credit history and not your total length. For example, if you've had a credit card for two years, your average length so far is two years. But if you were to get a new credit card today, your average goes down to one year. Since that's two years for two cards, and like I said earlier, it's the average length and not the total. So the best way to do good in this department is to get started with it ASAP. So if you don't have a credit card, go and get one right now. The fourth factor is public records, which is 10% of your score. People who might have filed for bankruptcy in the past or may have had other issues that are on their record may be considered risky borrowers, and this might have an impact on their credit score. The only way to really fix this is giving it time. And most negative items on your credit report kind of slip off in about seven years, so you just have to wait it out. The fifth and final factor that goes into deciding your credit score is the total number of hard inquiries on your credit file. And this is about 10% of your credit score. So whenever you apply for new credit, the lender would want to do a credit check in order to see how risky you are as a borrower. And this shows up on your report as a hard inquiry. The idea behind this is that the more credit you're seeking, the riskier you are as a borrower, since you need the money. Lenders don't want to see you applying for a whole bunch of credit cards or loans because in some cases, it may mean that you're going through some financial difficulties. But obviously, not every inquiry means financial distress, and only a number of recent inquiries, along with other warning signals, cause your score to decline. The good news is that hard inquiries only show up on your report for two years and only affect your score for 12 months. And also, if you're shopping around for a mortgage or an auto loan and have multiple inquiries on your file, these inquiries will be grouped together and counted as one. So if you're being responsible and not just getting new credit cards to max them out, you should probably be fine. In addition to all this, you should try and check your credit score consistently, just so you have an idea of what your credit score looks like. So, if necessary, you can take the steps needed to improve it. 
You can use platforms like Credit Karma or TransUnion to check your credit score. It might not be completely accurate, but it will give you a good idea of where you stand. So, if you keep everything we've talked about in this episode in mind and stay consistent and disciplined with how you manage your credit, you can definitely boost your credit score and save a lot of money in the long run. Once you hit that 760 mark, you almost unlock all the benefits you can, and you can start taking advantage of it and get the best interest or insurance rates out there. All right, so that is it for this episode. I hope you guys found some value in it. And if you did, please give us a follow and five stars on Apple Podcasts or a like on Spotify or whatever platform you're listening on and share it with one friend who you think could benefit from this information. If you guys want to get in touch, please find me on accidental-investor.ca. I will add a link in the description and feel free to ask me any questions you have. I also write a blog about finance, but a little more geared towards crypto and other assets. So feel free to hop over if you want to discuss crypto. Well, thank you very much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'll see you guys next week.